Welcome to Music Raygun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. Alongside me is... Kirk Pinchon. Yep. And here's what the show is. Uh, every episode of Music Raygun, we're going to pick a theme. Just like This American Life, we'll explore... We are just like we'll This American Life. We'll explore that theme. Exactly like it. But we'll explore the theme through uh, YouTube videos that we curate. Mostly me, but Kirk too. It's really just you. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, without further ado, uh, I'll announce our first episode's theme with our first clip, which I'll just play, and, uh, the, our topic will make himself known in the clip. <laughs> I love how you phrased it. Hi. I'm Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm Prince. Our topic is Prince. Because he's how, everything. How rude of me. I haven't given you enough time to freak out yet. You may do so now. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was Prince on The New Girl. Um, which was great. Which I've never seen that show. Have you? I've never you seen, seen that? The girl. I, I watch every. Watch I watch every episode. Oh, you have. So you've seen that episode. I, I saw that episode. So what's the context of Prince being on the show? The context is they're at this really cool Hollywood party. Um, I can't recall how they got there, but they're all there. Um, Jake Johnson and Zoe Deschanel are having problems ish in their relationship because this is at a time in the series where they're dating. Okay. And then uh, Prince shows up and Prince solves all their problems and does all this stuff. And yeah. uh, does a song at the end that's not that good. And I'm a Prince fan. Let me stay. It's a song, a song like for the show or I from one it, of his albums? You know, it's not from one of his albums. Mm -hmm. It's a new song that um, I'm going to guess was in his vault. Yeah, you know the that it was just there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll put this on for uh, the new girl." Here, here you go. Here's one of my eight billion songs that I can give you. I mean, he didn't do a lot of TV in his career. No, he did not. Um, very, very little. I mean, I know I'm sure there's one that if we don't get to, he did do. There's, there's some, there's yeah. We'll get to a couple other things. Yeah. So there's a couple other yeah. things that he did, uh, but this was like a big deal. This yeah. was huge. Um, and it was recent, maybe like two years ago? Yeah. I mean, the show's only been on for, well, it's been on for like six years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to play that. That was a good intro. Clip. Yeah. Solid intro. Now we're going to get into the So the now, that we, now that we've announced that the topic is Prince, I should say for the record that Kirk is the Prince expert between the two of us. Kirk, is, 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 is Prince your favorite artist? Prince like, is my number one. Yeah. Yes. I'd so like to I'll think, probably be asking you a lot of questions yeah, on this episode. I'd like to think that I'm the biggest Prince fan in the world. <laughs> and I know that's not true. In my heart, I know that's not true. But even then, I go, well, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close to, like, the biggest you're, fan ever. You're probably the biggest Prince fan I know. Oh, that's... Almost that's, certainly. That's but, I'm um, the biggest Prince fan I know, so... Okay. Well, the next clip we're going to watch is... Uh, this guy is a photographer. His name is Robert Whitman. And he took the first publicity photos of Prince. Like, before Prince had a record deal... Prince is like 17 oh, here or something like that. Yeah, that's when he first started. So, yeah, his yeah. first album was 17. So this video shows a bunch of the first publicity photos of Prince that this guy took. And then uh, he narrated 
a little bit of uh, what he did. So we'll watch this. And if you want to watch uh, the clips that we're showing, you can go to uh, the podcast website. It's musicraygun.com slash playlists. And you can check out the YouTube playlist with all the videos that we're watching. So go and look at these photos because this is pretty cool. Oh, he's so young. He's a baby. My name is Robert Whitman. I am a photographer living in New York City. And I happen to be the first photographer that did a professional photo shoot with Prince. I mean, it's all, it's just late 70s pro. Mm-hmm. The people that were managing him asked me if I would do a photo shoot. And I said, sure. I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, I'll try. When I first met Prince, he was uh, in a recording studio. He and he looks the same, basically. Yeah, he did not age. He, he, looks he didn't grow tall. He definitely did not grow tall. Really oh, how dare you? Was up for anything. He was shy, but uh, he really opened up to me. Back then, we were young. We had the freedom to experiment, play around. I put a star filter on the camera to give a star, and then we put he also looks Most more of the normal. Didn't make a star. I remember like he didn't let his freak oh flag God. fly just yet. Yeah. Well, he's still. I mean, he's literally. I think he said seventeen. Yeah, he's here. a teenager, basically. And um, hadn't, I mean, I guess he cut his demos by now and was looking for a record deal, but, he, but, he's, but he's nothing yet. No, so, yeah. he's just a Minneapolis yeah. local star. Yeah. Not even a star yet, just local well-known. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the story with these? We're going to have to retouch out all of these uh, white spots on him. We basically had no props, but we used what was available in the studio. Some of my favorite images are when he's smiling. And you really yes. never see a picture It's like rarely smile. seen, this is like the few times you see him like smile, yeah. like earnestly. He's yeah. not trying to play it, play it, but, quote, Prince. But you can tell his smile is still pretty shy. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. You tell he's like, oh, I'm not sure. If like I he has smile. this reputation for being really aloof, but it's pretty clear that Prince was really, really shy. I Which th- we'll see in the, in the next clip too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think people are drawn to these photos because they show an intimate uh, side of Prince that they rarely get to see. The 70s was great. <laughs> God, they were the best. Now, I had heard, or I'd read rather, that a lot of times in his uh, teenage years, he got made fun of a lot and he had seizures. Really? Yeah, like he suffered from seizures early on in his life. And of course, people just, kids are cruel and awful and they just yeah. made fun of him. So he was always kind of like, withdrawn in that way and he hadn't really found the confidence yet that he wasn't the prince yet that I mean it's not surprising given well who knows I mean they could have made fun of him just for his height and he was probably a little strange being like the creative genius that he was he also he hung out with this guy who later did a couple of things named Andre Simone who was the cool guy of, of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And Andre Simone was like taller and better looking and more outgoing. For Prince was the musical genius of it all, but that, I think still that kind of had some effect on him as well. As yeah. like, that guy's the cool guy and, and I'm the short guy named Prince. <laughs> Which is his real name. Yes. If you don't know that, then shame on you. <laughs> his real name is Prince. He was born yeah. Prince. Prince yeah. Rogers is his actual full name. Prince yeah. Rogers Nelson. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this next clip is a couple years later. This is uh, from American Bandstand, which, if anyone listening doesn't know, American Bandstand was the decades-long 
sort of like the American Top of the Pops, hosted by. Do you not know Top of the Pops? I know Top of the Pops. Oh, okay. was I looking stupid? I was looking stupid. You were looking at me like you didn't know what I was talking about. I was gonna, I was gonna ask if uh, you watched it growing up because I'm a little older than you. American Bandstand. Yeah. Did you have? Did you watch it? Because I, I never watched it. What was it on? Like Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings. Or, I yeah. remember it being on like ABC or something. But it was Saturday mornings. I watched it. That and Soul Train. I watched religiously on Saturdays. I, I mean, I'd see like clips of old American Bandstand a lot, and every once in a while I'd seen it, but I didn't watch it religiously. Yeah. Um, but this was. Dick Clark started hosting it when he was like a fetus and <laughs> spent his yes. entire career doing yes. it. So this is Prince uh, on Bandstand in 1979, and this is the interview that Dick Clark does with him. And it's remarkable how shy he is. Yes, and I do have a story about this, but let's play it first and talk about it. Okay. All right. He just played his first – I'm sorry. He just yeah. played his first big hit called I Want to Be Your Lover, which was his huge big hit. Mm-hmm. On so, the second album. On right? the second yeah. album, yes. And and, uh, he's a, and after this, he's going to do um, Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad, I think. But uh, we're not going to see that. We're just going to see the interview portion. And describe what Prince is wearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gold LeMay pants. So he's already... Yes, he's already with the guy. We need to play it more so I can see yeah. what's deep in the princess. Oh, yeah? Soul. Yeah, I mean, this is not the kind of music that comes from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And he's got, like, a blouse on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, a, and a perm. Would you be sir, please, to introduce me to your friend? Let's start with the bass player here. Andre Simone. Andre. That's him. <laughs> the man who escaped behind keyboard. Matt Fink. Nice to see you. A.K.A. Man, Dr. Fink, who's wearing a prison outfit, not a doctor's outfit in this one. <laughs> Gentleman over here. Bobby Z, who is part of it. And lastly on keyboards, Gail Chapman. Hello, Gail Chapman, who got replaced by Lisa Cole. Yeah, so I know that some of the band that's already in place here will later be part of the revolution. Three, uh, but this isn't the revolution, and it's not, this is not the same one. This is not. Uh, a bunch left. Uh Andre Simone left uh, as a bass player to do his own thing, and then this guy named Brown Mark, Mark Brown, came and became the bassist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gail got replaced by Lisa Coleman, mm-hmm. and Des Dickerson got replaced by Wendy based on a recommendation from Lisa Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Prince looks amazing. He's got, like, feathered hair. It's it's very Farrah Fawcett hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's like late seventies Farrah Fawcett hair, right. which he's like shaking out of yes. his eyes. Very yeah. Uh, he's got a leopard print uh, guitar band. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can see this is the start of him kind of feeling it. Yeah, he's 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 figuring out his persona, but Dick's about to ask him some questions, and he just looks like partly like shy and partly like. Being mysterious, yeah. which I'm sure is a front for his shine. Sneak over here, saying, "I said there's something, uh, something about the effect that you made a couple of demonstrations in records when you were a teenager. You're, you're barely more than that now, are you? Nineteen. Nineteen. Well, you got another year to go before you graduate. How many years ago did you did you make these demos and then uh, have offers on them? And why would you he turn just, it down? Okay, so <laughs> for the record, because you didn't hear him answer. He just held up four fingers like a toddler when you ask him how old they are. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm this many. And then gave just, a dramatic glare at Right. It's like partly glare, but partly like just like, I'm too shy yeah. to answer. Like, how many? Four. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't let me produce myself. You were 15 at the time. Yeah. Would they think you didn't know what you were doing? Don't know. Were you ever disappointed that you didn't let them do that to you? No. Did you produce? Did somebody tell me you played every instrument on this album? Is that correct? Maybe. 
Now that's it. You're very shy. Mom, how many how many instruments do you play? Thousand. The moments will be now, thousands. Um, for the record, it's yeah. twenty. Twenty. I've heard that, and I could never really figure out which twenty they would be. I guess if you're like counting every little like. He plays piano, but he plays yeah. synthesizer, so that's two different things. Okay, so he so he lied that the answer isn't really thousands. <laughs> yeah. but how many instruments did you know how to play when you were nineteen? <laughs> I can't play an instrument now. <laughs> and Dick Clark is just lost. He's just yeah. like he has no idea what to do with this guy. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Literally, do you play all the instruments? Um, a lot. If that is the case, then oh, I know. If you're out traveling, then you've got to have backup people. Yeah, there you These go, people, the ones that travel with you. What are your plans for travel? Uh, we have a tour coming up uh, in a few weeks. Well, we look forward to it. We thank you all very much for joining us. What's the name of the next song? Why you want to treat me so bad? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Prince. Now I had read. Uh, that he purposely acted this way. The story goes that, and I'm sure again, it's probably from the shyness, mm -hmm. but that he was just gonna be aloof. He told, uh, he specifically said his band members, don't talk, yeah. don't say anything. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're just gonna be playing really aloof and cool. And, uh, but it comes off as weird. It's not like, wow, he's really cool. You're well, like, you're weird. Well, yeah, but Prince, that's how Prince always was. Yeah, and I think he just kind of leaned into it. Cause I mean, he's always he was always an enigma, and you can kind of, like, look, he's not a dummy. Yeah. You can tell he took extreme control over his own image. Yes. Because the thing about Prince is he is funny. Like, there are oh, appearances yeah. where he's willing to make fun of himself a yeah. little bit. But clearly not willing to let anyone else make fun of him. Yeah. And I think the control and the shyness is, you know, there was, I don't remember who said it, but some comedian said that, you know, obviously a lot of like shy or damaged people become comedians. And he <clears> said the reason he thinks that is, is because comedians want to control why people laugh at them. Yeah, I can see that. And I think it's sort of, it, he's obviously Prince isn't doing comedy, but it's sort of like that control freakishness of him, Yeah, I think is yeah. probably born of the same kind of thing. Yeah. And everyone, you know, when you ever read stuff, people are like, oh, I just remember him being so funny, like in his inner circle, yeah. and that he was hysterical and cracked on people, but he just never showed that that often. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to skip ahead in time a little bit, because after that appearance, appearance, Prince got... Pretty big, so yeah, we're going to skip it through. We, okay. like, we know what Dirty Mind looks like in 1999 and Purple Rain and all that, that yes. stuff. So this is so right we're going to skip right to the, the time of Purple Rain to yes. talk about the time of the time. You did that fantastic, <laughs> but you picked out this next clip, I which did. is okay. So I know who more stay in the time. Yes, are. I've seen Purple mm -hmm. Rain. I love Jungle Love, and I especially love. The Bird, which is my favorite yes. Morris Day track. Both of those songs appear in Purple Rain, so people yes. listening probably know them. This is the third single off the same album that spun off those two songs, but I didn't know this one nearly as well. It's a weird song. It's called... Ice Cream Castles. Ice Cream Castles. And first of all, uh, the time was not really the time in a sense that... Prince, under the name Jamie Starr, basically wrote, produced, and yeah. did all the tracks. Well, other than the revolution, is this the first 
other band that Prince formed because his contract allowed him to like yes yeah he had a he had a band that was called the Renegades mm-hmm. with Andre Simone and Des Dickerson and they were going to be this hard rock Jimi uh, Hendrix influenced band yeah and I think they cut some songs and then as usual Prince is like no, I'm going to do something else and they never really got it together mm-hmm. but this is really the first one where he's like put these guys together I mean they came from the time came from a bunch of different other bands in Minneapolis yeah. There was no original time. There was a group called Flight Time, but they had different band members, and only a couple of them were in it. Um, the original lead singer of the time was supposed to Wasn't be... Wasn't Morris Day. No, it was uh, Alexander O'Neill, who was a R&B singer. And apparently he was like, mm, Prince, you're kind of a dick. I'm out. <laughs> and then Prince went, Morris Day who's the drummer for originally the drummer. And he's like, oh, guess really? what? Yeah. Okay. He's like, Morris, you are, you're not the lead singer. And Morris is like, really? And they're like, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll get another drummer. You're fine. Okay. So this is Ice Cream Castles with a lot of play. Which is, it's, it's a little, it's not as much of a party anthem. It's not. It's I mean, Morris more. State, like, to me, and you can, should correct me if I'm wrong, but they epitomize the quote unquote Minneapolis sound. To me, I think so. That, that funk sound. Yeah. 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 Which if any listeners aren't familiar with the time, uh, Uptown Funk yeah. is yeah. It's a time song. It's, it's like the exact song. midpoint between Jungle Love and The Bird. 100%. It's, it's a time song. It is absolutely. But this song. one is a little bit more, it's not slow exactly, but well, let's just watch it. It's just so it feels a little, you'll hear it, it's a little kind of new yeah. wavy and odd. And the video is amazing. <laughs> yes. There's a big yellow car yeah. driving up to a big mansion. Well, everything about the time is big. Yes. Because they're in a castle. <laughs> and there's women everywhere. They're almost like like a cartoon parody of Prince and the <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's so cool. And then there's women going, hey, what's this new sound? Let's look <laughs> over the wall. Yeah. More yeah. space, character. Yeah. And everyone in the video is essentially scowling. Yeah. No one is smiling. And there's Jerome, who's my hero. <laughs> he throws a cane in the air. <laughs> They're all angry, and I have a theory about this. Pause it for a second. Okay, so this was around the time. Oh God, I can't believe I said that. This was around the. Uh, <laughs> this was when uh, Prince was really at his most controlling with the time, because what had happened is he formed the time. The time did uh, two albums, and they were really big uh, R and B albums. And it was one of those things where they started kind of feeling their oats and they were like, wow, we're a really good band that Prince brought together. Yeah. And he would open for, they would open for Prince. And sometimes uh, the crowd would like the time more than Prince. Yeah. And Prince would get really pissed off about that. <laughs> and it got this really big rivalry. Yeah. And apparently once upon a time in some club, um, Prince started throwing food at them. During their show, I heard about the food fight. Yeah. yeah, I read about that. And then, and then the time just went to town and started to throw a bunch more food during his set. <laughs> and then it got really weird and violent. And 
Prince's bodyguard handcuffed Jesse Johnson to a pipe. Yeah. And, and Prince started throwing food at him and stuff like that. It was really weird. And that was kind of like the beginning to the end. So Ice Cream Castles is, an, is basically a Prince album. And yeah. if you can kind of hear like Ice Cream Castles, the song is, it's kind of like it could be on Around the World. I was going to say, yeah, it's like, it's like their Raspberry Beret. Yeah, it yeah. is. The, and, and so. Uh, Didn't the timeline work out like. Anyone who's seen Purple Rain knows more stay in the time because they basically play themselves in the movie. Yeah. But didn't the timeline work out that they made the movie, but they broke up before the movie came out? That, they broke up, and this video is part of that. What happened was, uh, first of all, Morris apparently was on cocaine the entire time. Yeah. Of, uh, I'm going to play Purple it Rain. while we play along. Yeah. And what happened was, you'll see in this video, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who you all should know because he produced Janet Jackson and New Edition and everybody else, they're not in this video. They already got fired. Okay. They were producing a group called the SOS Band, Mr. Flight and Mr. Show. And so Prince is like, you're gone, you're out of here, you're fired. So these, there's two guys in here who I don't even know the, that guy, the bassist, I don't know who it they're is. They're just, yeah. They're just session players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a 19-year-old white guy on the keyboards named Paul Peterson, who we'll get to later. We'll see, yeah, we'll see soon. They were replaced. And here's another thing that people don't know. Jerome Benton was not originally in the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only came on during this album. And I think it was like he was a local Prince guy who was a dancer and really funny. And Prince is like, well, you're going to be in the time now. Because <laughs> he has no talent. He doesn't sing. He just hits the snare drum every now and then. And yeah. Is, uh, the valet of Morris But Day. Prince knows how to craft an image. Exactly. And yeah. that's what he did. He crafted a perfectly yeah. perfectly honed image. Yeah. Um, but like even this video, it's like there's girls in raincoats twirling umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And it does not feel like a time video. No. It doesn't have the part. It, it's, it's like the time through a David Lynch filter. It's, ah, yeah. like, it's a little yes. weird. Yeah, and that's why they don't look happy in this video. Yeah. They don't look really pleased at all. Yeah. Because it's already over. Yeah. yeah. They already are like, we're about to go. But it's, you know, if you look at the video, they're outside. It's probably really this, hot out. This castle is a really sunny day. Yeah. It should be a party. <laughs> but it's real medium energy. <laughs> So, it is. Like, you see the background And Morris Day looks like dancing. he wants to kill somebody. Yes. He's just like, let me get to my blow. Which you might think, oh, maybe that's just Morris Day's attitude. But no, Morris Day is normally very, like, up. Yeah, he's just pissed. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, this the single, Ice Cream, this was actually a, a medium hit. Yeah. But, um... This song on the album is like eight minutes long. <laughs> it's so long. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And that girl can't dance. She's just there to party. She's there, they're all the party. Yeah. And everyone's looking in the camera and they shouldn't. They, extremely 80s hair all around, but yes. like in the in, in a, the best way. Yeah, in, in the only way that 80s can be the best. Like dated, but they're all still hot. And I love that the song's called Ice Cream Castles. Let's have a girl lick an ice cream cone. Well, yeah. You have I mean, it's the 80s. It has there's to nothing be, subtle about it. It has to be literal. Time, yeah. uh, but they soon broke up after this. So the next band is another, like, Prince put together collective. Mm-hmm. I had You told me about this band recently. I'd never heard of them at all that I could remember. But you mentioned the the white boy on keys that yes. they added to Paul the time. Peterson. And then, so that takes us into The Family. Yes. Which we'll watch next. This is The Screams of Passion. Which is a great By The song. Family. Which, 
I didn't know at all, <laughs> but you showed me, and it's, a, again, a pretty amazing video. I've shown you the light, because this is a great song. So, explain the family. Okay, here's us. what the family is. Yeah. The time broke up, and uh, Prince was dating Wendy's sister named Susanna. In mm-hmm. fact, they were engaged at one point later on. And she was very talented. She was a singer and a lyricist, and her whole family was musical. So the time broke up, and, and Prince is like, well, you know, we're going to have this group called The Family. So they got uh, the drummer, Jelly Bean Johnson. Uh, they got Paul Peterson, who was only 19 mm-hmm. when he joined The Time. And he's like, well, okay, well, you play keyboards. You're not keyboard and lead singer of The Family. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is uh, Susanna. Susanna's the other lead singer. And uh, they used, uh, they had, there's a lot, of, it was a lot of saxophone on the album. So they used a guy named Eric Leeds who did a lot of saxophone stuff with, um, with Prince. And then, of course, they're like, and Jerome will be a dancer in it and he'll just kind of do his own thing. <laughs> and he just formed he's this. Like, he's like, like the hype man. He's yeah. like the flavor flavor of Flav. the Minneapolis. Yes, sound. but at least Flavor Flav, I think, wrote lyrics. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what. Jerome just did nothing. Jerome just looked good in a suit and was That's funny. What I, I miscategorized him. Yeah. He didn't do nothing. Yes. He just maybe didn't contribute musically. Yes, exactly. He, cre- yeah. he contributed to the image, which was very important. Yeah. But the Screams of Passion album by the family is literally just a Prince album mm-hmm. that he did all on his own and then was like, okay, Paul and Susanna, go ahead and do the uh, vocal tracks based on my vocal tracks and here's your album. Yeah. And it's a great album and with a lot of great songs, but you're like, why wasn't this just a Prince album? This could have been a Prince album. Yeah. But at that time he was like, no, I have side projects left and right and that's going to be my thing and I'm going to control it all like a puppet master. And gonna- Is it just because he... he- wrote so prolifically that he couldn't record all of his own material. So he's like, I'm going to form other bands. I feel like it was that. And I feel it was also partly like he was really a big, like, I'm the puppet master. I can control it all. I can do it all. Yeah. And well, obviously egos involved. Yeah. Egos involved. And I also think there's like, I think he thinks there's, and rightfully so there's sides to him. Like there's the time side. Which personas? Personas, exactly. There's personas. Flavors. You know, there's a vanity six side, which was his feminine side, mm-hmm. which he was very in touch with. Yeah. So I think there's all these sides that he's like, you know, instead of just me coming out with all this stuff, let me just make these personas that yeah. are essentially me, but will be with different people. And the the other thing you told me about the film, I mean, obviously Prince is known for giving songs to other mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. I always thought that. He, I, I mean, I'd heard the demo of Nothing Compares to You that he did with, was it Apollonia? Well, the one that I know of is he did uh, is Rosie Gaines. Okay, uh, and that's that's from the a new power generation. Okay, uh, but but I was always under the impression that that song had never been officially recorded until uh, Sinead O'Connor did it. But you told me that the family did it. The family did it first. So I didn't know that. Yes. I don't remember the album. And that's on the same album as this song. It's it's the same album as Screams of Passion. Uh, I remember because I had it on tape. It is the, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, it is the first song of Side 2, or maybe the second song of Side 2. What, the Screams of Passion? No, Nothing Compares to You. you. Okay. And it's, uh, it's an a cappella song with a saxophone break, and then... The sounds of rain falling on a window pane. Sure. Um, and is it better than Sinead's? Yeah, it is. I'm going to say it. I'm, well, like I'm it not better. surprised that you would say that. <laughs> I have no opinion. But let's I'm, watch I'm uh, The Screams of Passion. And this video was made for a buck 95. <laughs> and then and that's, 
uh, that's that the blonde guy is Paul Peterson. Yeah. And the big thing for the family was they're all going to wear pajamas. So they're all like in these floaty, <laughs> big pajamas, which I was like, I think I was 16 when this came out. And I was like, oh, those pajamas are cool. Very early chroma key. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what year is this? 85? This was probably 85, yeah. maybe 86. And then you look at Susanna. She looks exactly like Wendy. Yeah. And she's just like, they're not twins. I think she's a little bit younger. The Melvoins. The Melvoins. And there's Jellybean Johnson from the time. And for those who are going to watch this, you'll see a bass player in the background. That is the saxophone player, Eric Leeds. And since there's no saxophone in this song, they're like, well, just put a bass in his hand. Play a bass song and then just do that. I'm not even sure there's a bass in this song. That oh yeah no there's a basis but to some ex- to some extent everyone's just like doing a Prince impression yes exactly sonically and physically yes yeah. and then you'll see again drum band just dancing and hitting a snare drum which yeah. was his thing that's all he did <laughs> he did nothing else in bands except that and he made a living out of it and that's why I love him. they're doing a poor job hiding the fact that it's green screen because sometimes they're on the beach. But then sometimes they're like standing in the water, yes. just sort of on top of. It's like that's not possible. Yes. Well, I think this is technology at <laughs> work. You could do a little better, like eighties. Right. But I'm also a fan of their dancing in it, yeah. which is nice. And the, you know, for pajamas, they're pretty classy. They are pretty classy. Yeah. I think I saw. You can see on YouTube the two of them, like maybe in the early two thousands, got together and did this song at a club. Or Paul and Susanna. Paul and Susanna, yeah. Susanna's great looking. Oh, she's stunning. And again, Paul's hair is really so dated that you can probably pinpoint the month that they yeah. made this video. <laughs> exactly. But looks, I mean, looks dated, but looks pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Pretty awesome. It's well clothed. I mean, there were they like positioned as if they were in a relationship because they're pretty flirty in the context of the video. I, You know what? Here's the thing. They weren't... This album wasn't big enough mm-hmm. to... Build yeah. a legend around yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> what happened with Prince, what happens with Prince stuff is that... Oh, wait. We have to wait because there's, there's about to be a big screen here. Okay. Which um, is Prince screaming on the album because who else would do it? And I think at one point Paul doesn't even try to do it. <laughs> he just is like, I'm going to have... The scream is just going to happen. I'm not going to lip sync that part. Either. It's just VO. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to come up right here. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is Prince screaming. <laughs> Shit. I used to do that all the time. On <laughs> that song, I'd stop and do that all the time. Yeah. I didn't have friends. I mean, it's like you said. Budget's $1.99, yes. but it looks pretty great. Yes. And the thing was, like, they never really, um, a lot of a lot of Prince side projects never got promoted. They yeah. just, like, the album came out and Prince was like, here you are, you're the family. This is your album. You're going to go do it on tour. It's going to be great. And then, like, nothing. And then, he, and then he would seem to lose interest in his yes. own side projects. Yes. Regularly. Uh, yes. And... There are a lot to keep up with. So I had never heard about the family. I'm glad now that I know I'm, about I'm, I'm here to share. I've got a deep dive to do yes. later. But I'm, now, okay, we're going to now watch, we're going to skip ahead a few years again, and we're going to watch a movie trailer, and uh, and after we watch it, you can explain <laughs> it, maybe. maybe. I don't know if you can. Yes. So okay. This is a movie trailer from 1991. Joey, did you 
made 17,000. We made our usual 35, and the kid made 1,500. $1,500? More stay again. More yeah. money. There's the Prince. The kid. You and your crew can walk by us. You take the club, lock keys and all. The king. How do you want to die? Bad blood. I want my money, but this joint is mine. Oh boy. Such memories. <laughs> In a story the way only Prince could tell it. Honey boy. With music. Yeah, it's, they make the teeth. The trailer makes it look good. <laughs> it doesn't look that bad from a trailer point of view. Prince, Morris Day, Jerome Bevan, and the time. Mavis Staples. Mavis Staples. Yeah. Chavez. Kevin Campbell, right? <laughs> there you go. That says it all. Again, we want to talk about pinpointing the month that something was made. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, okay, Graffiti Bridge is a movie I feel like most people don't even know that it exists. Yes. Second of all, I think most people would be pretty gobsmacked if you told them there's a sequel to Purple Rain, which <laughs> yeah. is what Graffiti Bridge yes, is. Yes, it's exactly. It's a sequel in kind of name only. This movie is batshit crazy. It makes <laughs> it, zero well, sense. It, it won a bunch of golden raspberries. Yes. For worst movie and yes. et cetera. The thing is, I mean, Purple Rain also... Got a few. Yes. It itself isn't the best movie in the world. You might think that's sacrilege for me to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> God damn you, Paul. How dare you? But oh, I've, I've never seen Graffiti Bridge. And like you said, the trailer doesn't make it look terrible. No. Purple Rain is like it's a little murky when you watch it. The production value isn't super high. This movie looks great based and, on the trailer and just in not. terms of cinematography. Here's the whole thing about this movie. Yeah. Um, this movie makes Under the Cherry Moon look good. <laughs> and I like Under the Cherry Moon. <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for Under the Cherry Moon. It's not as bad as people say. It's dumb and it's silly, but it's a nice try. What happened was this uh, came, Graffiti Bridge came on the heels of him doing the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. And the Batman soundtrack made him a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It made Warner Brothers a bunch of money. And so Prince was like, hey, I want to do another movie. And Warner Brothers was like, yeah, you just made us a bunch of money. And, and Prince was apparently like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of be like, kind of like a sequel to Purple Rain. And they're like, yes, please. And so he gives them like 17-page outline. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers reads it and goes, Oh, okay, yeah, this is a pretty good outline. Let's get a writer and we'll get the script. And Prince goes, no, I'm shooting this. <laughs> I, this is what I'm shooting. And Warner Brothers like, is like... Like Curb Your Enthusiasm style. Like <laughs> exactly. We're going to improvise it based on yeah, an outline. Based on an outline. It's okay. exactly. Larry David stole from Prince. <laughs> and I think Warner Brothers was like, no, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think it became a deal where I might be speaking online, but Warner Brothers didn't necessarily produce it, but they distributed it. 
Prince made it. Prince made it in Paisley Park Studios. Mm -hmm. So the about 98% of this movie is all in a studio and looks like it's in a studio. There's like 2% of him driving his motorcycle around town (laughs) and then it goes right back in the studio. So it's very jarring, the fact that there's this one outside scene. And it's really weird. And the whole story of it is they're boring clubs. So there's two clubs. There's a bunch of clubs. But the two clubs are the Times Club and the Kids Club. And the Kids Club fails because, once again, he plays music that only he wants to play. And the time plays music. And then Ingrid Chavez, who is best known uh, for... She did Justify My Love with Madonna. Mm-hmm. She, I think she helped write that or something like that. She wrote some Lenny Kravitz stuff or something like that with Lenny Kravitz for Justify My Love. She's in this. It originally was supposed to be Kim Basinger. Ooh, Because okay. they were dating at the time. Prince yeah. and Kim Basinger were dating at the time. And apparently Kim Basinger was like, no, I'm not <laughs> doing this movie. Not happening. So Ingrid Chavez comes in, and I can't remember her character's name, but she's like this sprightly spirit who guides Prince into the artistic endeavors of his heart. And they go to Graffiti Bridge where there's graffiti on a bridge. And it's really hard to make sense of. I still really can't follow a movie, and I think I've seen that like four times. <laughs> You've seen graffiti. Yes. I didn't even think four people have seen graffiti. <laughs> I've seen it four times. You've seen it four times. And the only reason I'm remembering it now is because when Prince passed away, they played it on VH1. And oh, I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to watch this. Okay. And, and you still couldn't make heads or tails of it. I still it. couldn't figure it out. I mean, look, it's been a while since I saw Purple Rain, but I remember that movie being like, oh, the plot's sort of vague in this yeah. movie. It's sort of formalistic, but... Um, my only question about Graffiti Bridge is, did they bother to explain Apollonia's absence? No. No, okay. There was nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. No. Um, and uh, it's just like, there's a lot of musical numbers that kind of just happen, and it's, the club thing is really weird yeah. because they do like, I'm going to go to your club and I'm going to battle you, and then I'm going to go to your club and I'm going to battle you, but you suck and you... Really, there's actually it's, it really focuses on the rivalry between the yeah, kid and but, Morris, Day. but it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't really work. And you can kind of yeah. tell that like no one wants to be there. <laughs> and apparently, he did this. I remember they were saying he like because uh, he directed it too. Yeah, and he came in like on time, under budget, and like really took his time with it. And it's just, uh, I mean, I well, I'll say this: the song that plays on the trailer is "Thieves in the Temple," which is one of my favorite like. In my is opinion, it? underrated print singles. It is a good song. It's an odd song. It's, it's weird. I really like it. And it, to me, it does a lot of the heavy lifting in the yeah. trailer of making it. It like, does. Oh, I want to watch this. It was a big hit. That song was a big hit. Yeah. The album wasn't. Yeah. The other big hit from and that And this was, is like immediately before Diamonds and Pearls. Yes. Because that's also 1991, but later in the year. Yes. So, which was like sort of kind of a comeback slash reinvention. Yes. So this and that's like, a great album. This was yeah. like... I think this was crap, and I think Prince was like, okay, I got to go. Yeah. I got to make some stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's the last time he ever did a movie. Yes. Not the last time you would see Morris Day in the time in a movie. No. Because in 2001, at least, they make a very key appearance in James Highland Bob Strike Back. Yes. The Kevin Smith. And I think Morris Day did The Adventures of Ford Fairlane with uh, Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay. <laughs> that would be before this. But yeah, a little still, before this, but yes. That's amazing. The time, yes. All right, so now uh, we're going to skip to the late 90s. We I mentioned earlier in the podcast that Prince did very few TV appearances. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. So little out of left field. Yes. But it also shows his willingness to make fun of himself. 
Prince was a guest star on an episode of Muppets Tonight, which was the 90s Muppet show revival. Mm-hmm. So he's in like the whole episode as a guest. We're going to watch one yes. segment. This is the hoo-haw segment, which is a parody of hee-haw, which was a country and western sketch yes. comedy show from the 70s, yes. which is known for its like real, like dad jokey, one-linery dad, street joke yeah. gags. And like young girls in like cut-off jeans right. but standing like, there. Yeah. yeah, really bad Yeah, to where you're going to hear the jokes they tell in this segment and they sound like parodies, but it's really on a pretty equal par to what hee-haw actually was. Yeah. And then it's the Muppets doing hee-haw, and then Prince joins in and with, uh, with a southern accent where you might not recognize it's him speaking if you're listening, but we'll identify for you when Prince comes in. <laughs> so this is a hey, Prince on the Muppets tonight. Here's some trivia. Before... Hey. Was known as, and, and they're showing the Prince, Prince sign when he changed his this name. This is when he's still the artist formerly known as Prince. And like so many other unknowns, <laughs> made his first TV appearance with us on a show we called Muppet Hoo-Ha. Let's watch, shall we? <laughs> that frog sounds like Wolfman. Yeah. Hey, Rizba. Hey, Boba. Do you know why bees go bug? Why, Boba? Why? Because it's easier than going... Oh my god, I remember this. <laughs> Pretty much as funny as Hee Haw ever yeah. was. Hee Haw wishes it was this funny. Pi R squared. Nuh uh, cornbread is square. Pi R round. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Princes are painful. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, pause. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Prince is wearing a checkered shirt and overalls, a cowboy hat, and he's chewing on a piece of straw. And it works. I mean, Prince can make anything yeah. look cool. Literally. It totally looks. Yeah. It, he doesn't look out of place. He's like, wow, that he could nope. wear that in concert and be like, yeah, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's going to do some gags with Gonzo. And then he's going to sing a song for hoo-ha. So Prince, this is Prince as a... Rancher, country bumpkin, country bumpkin. You got the ugliest dog I ever did see. What do you call it? Well, before it painted brown and glued ears on it, we call them alligators. <laughs> 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 and it's that's not a bad southern accent. That's not a bad well, southern accent. Well, Prince is talented. band with a little picket and run for y'all. Prince and the. That's Prince on Hoo-Ha on Muppets Tonight. I honestly believe that that is better acting than what he did in Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> like, it really no, was yeah, like... It was... I mean, yeah. look, it's a, it's a children's show. Yes. It's fine. It's great. But it makes me think that, you know what? I might be stretched. I might be stretching it here. But Prince could have probably been a pretty decent character actor. Sure. He's not a leading man. No. Not at all. No. I think it's just he's just a little too quirky to be a leading man. Yeah. 
and he's tiny. Yeah. Oh, all lady men are tiny. I guess that's fine. But yeah, that's um, but like he he could have been a really if he'd done. I'm, like not, well, I'm not making fun of this. I just think it's remarkable that Prince did it. Yeah, which is what things. I was saying earlier. Like, as long as he has control and the ability to say yes or no, he'll make fun of himself. Yes. But imagine being like the Muppets Tonight writing staff or producers being like, "Here's our idea for you." Prince. Yeah. Like. That must have taken some balls just to even pitch yeah. it to him. Yeah. And then he was willing to do it. Which yeah. is really it is it's pretty dumb. I would have loved But it's cute and it's it funny and it's for kids and it's just it's remarkable remarkable to me that Prince was on Muppets Tonight in the first place. Yes, which is bizarre. And then did like a sketch like that, among some other things. I would have loved to have heard the conversation between him and the costumer. Yeah. Of like, because you know he would be like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that, we'll put this with that. Right. I have a hat that I will wear, I'll bring yeah. it in, it'll be fine. So, um, Along the same lines of Prince in comedy, uh, probably everyone listening remembers the Chappelle show, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories, about playing basketball against Prince and losing and then having pancakes. <laughs> it's just the greatest thing ever. Right. So this is, this is a, a part of a radio interview where Prince is asked about how true that story is. So this is Prince's take on the story of schooling Eddie Murphy's brother Charlie in basketball. Did you see the episode of Dave Chappelle? Oh, yeah, what did, you, what did you think of that thing? Oh, loved it, loved it. You, that, that's a true story, by the way. Oh, oh to, uh, the Charlie Murphy story? Oh, yeah, that's so, real. So he, you guys got together and you guys play basketball? Oh, definitely. You got game? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and he don't. And he don't. <laughs> that's why he loves the story, because he won. That I'm that great. He's just so bad. Is that right? Did <laughs> you have pancakes afterwards? Well, I didn't make them, but we had pancakes. Yeah. No, I loved it. It was good. You know, what was cool too is Dave came over. He came to one of my shows after, and he's going, "Did you see this kid?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. Come on, sit down." And then um, we're just sitting, chilling. We've been there like two, three hours, whatever. Right. And then out of nowhere, I just said, "Dave, want some pancakes?" Now. He is a good basketball player. Yeah, he played for his uh, he played for his high school team. Uh, I don't think he started because he was so short. How short? I mean, with five what? How short was he? Five three, five four. Maybe he's, he's not. Mean, yeah, look him up. We gotta look it up. Uh, look it up. I think he was probably like maybe five five. I mean, five three, five four seems really short. But he was like a really tough player apparently, and yeah. he was fast and wily. And it's that thing of he was just so competitive. He was Google five says five three. three. Yeah, he was really short. I thought he was five five. Yeah. Oh my god! But I think it's that thing of he was. He's just so competitive that yeah. he would just like like Jordan. He'd will himself to win. Yeah, and Which I just it sounds on brand. Yes, I saw Prince in concert in 1988, the Love Sexy tour in Boston, and in the concert, uh, midway through, a basketball hoop came up out of the stage yeah. and he would just shoot hoops <laughs> and like during a, during an instrumental break. Yeah. And I remember at one point when I watched it, he, he was, he was shooting a jumper and he kept missing and you could tell he was like, I am not starting the show again until I make this goddamn shot. <laughs> and he was just kind of like laughing to himself and kind of shaking his head. And he finally made the shot. He missed yeah. maybe like four times in a row, made it. And then it was like, and then and then the song now came back up again. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, it was great. 
Okay, so we're going to watch one more video in the vein of Prince and comedy. Uh, let's talk about Weird Al. Because <laughs> Weird Al very famously tried to parody some Prince songs. Mm-hmm. And he did, as a parodist, uh, Weird Al doesn't and didn't and never needed permission yes. from the artists he parodied to parody their songs. Mm-hmm. But he sought it out anyway, and anytime an artist didn't give him permission, he wouldn't do it just out of respect. Which is really cool. Yeah. And he's on record as, as saying at the height of Prince's fame in the 80s, he wrote a few parodies of Prince's songs. So he has the songs, but Prince always refused it. Mm-hmm. So he never did a Prince parody out of respect for Prince and is, you know, disappointed but respectful of yeah. the decision. But he would poke fun at Prince from time to time. Uh, so, so I don't know if you remember Weird Al's Al TV on MTV. I know. And he I would have really specials where it. he would just like kind of do sketches and, mm-hmm. and introduce videos and VJ. So this is, this is from uh, Al TV. I believe this is Weird Al interviewing Prince. Oh, <laughs> I've so, never seen this. Okay. This is great. France, on location with our old pal Prince, and uh, some of his friends. Hi Prince, I hope you don't mind answering some questions. A whoopee cushion. Prince, did you do this? Don't you like surprises? And do we need to set up that it's... We'll explain it after. I'm trying to do a serious interview here and I thought that was very rude. Sometimes for the sake of humor we may have went overboard and that was the case, then I'm sorry. That's better. <laughs> um, I hear that you're a multi-talented kind of guy. What can you do besides write music? I can walk around and be me. <laughs> well, that certainly can take up a lot of time. Um, I hear that you bought a new beach ball. Can you tell us about it? It's multicolored. And it's very fun. That's great. <laughs> Tell me, what do you think is the easiest way to get to China? Good answer, good answer. Well, Prince, I, um... I'm sorry, but Prince is kind of a silly name. Do you mind if I call you Bob? Yeah. Okay, well, Bob, um... How would you compare your Purple Rain album to, say, this rock? I'm not saying it's greater or better. It's just something else. <laughs> what do you do when somebody comes up to you on the street and gives you a piece of cheese? I just say thank you. Do you think that you'll ever be able to grow a real mustache? No. <laughs> Guess not. Okay, here's a little coordination test. Simon says, blink your eyes. <laughs> Simon says, clear your throat. <clears throat> okay, now do this. Let me ask you one final question. Something that all of America has been dying to know. Do you ever secretly wish that you were me? All the time. Well, thank you for your honesty. (laughs) We're just about out of time. Do you have any final words for our viewers? I'm just like anyone else. I need love and water. Well, we all love you and... Here's a nice bucket of water, so you should be happy now. This is Weird Al, on location in France, with... 
<laughs> Prince through the water. Royal badness. Bob. And so that... Oh, uh, that was actually so great. That was pretty... Yeah, if you couldn't tell, that was Weird Al splicing in some other interview Which, with Prince. Prince, like, at his, like, being weird for the sake being of being weird. weird. Yes, and I think that was... Just based on what he that was in France, so that was during the time yeah. of them doing Under the Cherry Moon. Okay, so that was eighty six. Yeah, so yeah. that was probably like a, an electronic press kit. Yeah, uh, that he spliced in yes. to. Um, but again, it goes to the thing that you were saying of like Prince says he, Prince said no to Weird Al because mm-hmm. he couldn't control it. You right. can't control the comedy of that. Only, yes. only Weird Al can control the comedy. Exactly. Of that. Exactly. Which is really interesting, and that's kind of like and, the theme. And Weird Al's the best. I Which love is Weird great. Al. Weird Al is great. But yeah, he would he would occasionally poke at Prince because okay, if you don't want me to do the songs, that's fine. But I'm going to take the piss I'm, out of you a little bit. I'm going to do this. I don't know any of those people behind Prince. No, I don't know. They're not like part of the European band. Revolution. I'm not even or, sure yeah. who those people are. It's just fascinating. Okay, so we've just got a few clips left. We're going to look at some, like, sort of homemade covers of Prince. But before that, this next thing is from 1995. This is a Prince cover of one of my favorite Prince songs. This is a German teenage a cappella singing group. Oh, my God. In 1995, and when you see them, they're very super 1995. I've never seen this either. And they're doing Seven from the, uh, the Love Symbol album. This is Bananas. It's also really, really fucking good. Good. So we're going to watch the whole thing. I <laughs> love this. And here's the thing. The lead singer, he's like 14 or 15. And I tried to do some research, and it was difficult finding information about him because the name of the group is Natural, but the lead singer's name, his performing name, is Seven. Oh. That's his name. So the song is Seven, and the lead singer is also named Seven, but the German singer... And he's still active in Germany as a singer today. Really? But 20 years ago, he was in this teenage a cappella group. So this is them doing Seven in November 1995. And there's going to be an intro in German, which I have no idea. While we're waiting then, how did you find this? How did you know this? Look, I don't have a job right now. I'm just on YouTube a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, they did the harmony. I think they're singing it um, phonetically too. Oh, because they don't know English. But it's good. Oh, seven, then we watch them fall. They are doing it phonetically. Oh, 100%. Universe, yeah, yeah, I mean. But they can sing. Yeah, it's real. That, that, that earring is very 1995. Yes, that sweater is very 1995. 90210 sideburns. I had that sweater. That's seven. Wow. He looks like um, Bieber a little bit. Yeah. He? Oh, now they're like doing the. I wonder if they even you think they probably don't know what the song is about? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what no, the song is about. <laughs> I mean no one knows what the song's about, so they're fine singing. Probably biblical. I mean I know he had a thing for the number seven. Oh, the guy in the right, that hair. 
very floppy in our design. Yeah. Yeah. That's alright, alright. I will watch them for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> They're really good. They're good. <laughs> the best. The two guys in the middle looked at each other, nodded at each other, like we're killing it. Yeah. Crush it. <laughs> the universe is great. The whole German part of it is great. I love the bass part. The bass is great. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I've never heard an acapella Prince song before. Ever. Ever. If they were on the X Factor with this now, they would win the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There'd be a standing out for this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I mean, if you can tolerate acapella. Yeah. This is, uh, this is to be as good as acapella gets. Yeah, it's not bad. Do a Prince song and you're there. Oh, I stopped and then continued again. Oh, I'm curious if this was a, if Seven was a big song in Germany. It was a big song here. It was a big song. It was the only hit from that album because that album was pretty bad. Um, and one of the last like really big principles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Paul, we'll have to talk about that <laughs> for another show. I don't like what you really big. Musicology was a big hit. Uh, uh, Pretty Girl in the World. Most that Beautiful Girl in the World. Yeah, that was that was after this. Most Beautiful in the World. Yes. I just think that's so cool. That's uh, remarkable. Yeah. In, in many many ways. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, the last two are some homemade covers that I found on YouTube. Uh, in, in terms of homemade covers, this one is a real classic thing, which is a, I would guess, high school or college girl with an acoustic guitar in her bedroom oh my just God. doing a cover. Yes. Uh, just a cute girl singing, one, again, one of my favorite, uh, okay. one of my favorite Prince songs, Diamonds and Pearls, with her acoustic guitar. Which works better on acoustic guitar uh, than you would imagine. And this girl, I think, is pretty good. A Abby Bear, who's from the UK, just doing a bedroom cover of Diamonds and Pearls. This will be the day that you will be safe. I can see you liking this. Yeah. Because it's like, I picture you like she's playing at the Largo. <laughs> and you went to see her because you no. like that acoustic singer-songwriter, and she's like, I'm just going to do a Prince song, and you just lit up. This is how I feel. I mean, this, is a, this isn't like a famous person. This is no, I know, guy. but this is how, like, the scenario I see, but I see you watching this. Sure. But it's like, if you're going to be that jerk who goes to the party and then takes out your <laughs> acoustic guitar... Yes. Whether you're a girl or a boy, you want to impress some some people at the party. 
you know, don't do Wonderwall. Don't do Free Fallen. Yes. Don't do your throw, own stuff. Throw a curveball. Do yeah. a Prince song. Do a Prince song. That do this arrangement of Diamonds and Pearls. Yes, that has no acoustic in it. Mm-hmm. While we listen to this, yeah. would you like to hear, uh, I met Diamond and Pearl. I met Pearl. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was it Pearl? Yeah, it was Pearl. I met Pearl... Uh, in Hollywood uh, in the late 90s. Is it Pearl? I have to look this up. Her name's Robia. She went on to do a lot of acting and TV work. Um, uh, she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Well, just like as in a one episode? Oh, no. Or? She was like a recurring role on it. Okay. Um, She's done a ton of stuff. Uh, I'll play this again. Yeah, keep playing. Was I? Oh, yeah. Robia Lamorte, uh, who was really, really nice. Uh, and what happened was she when I first moved here she uh, was friends with a guy who's a producer now in Hollywood and look at me name drop um, <laughs> name drop unimportant people um, and he called I lived across the street from him and he was like hey uh, Pearl's here do you want to meet her and I <laughs> sprinted across the street and I was like I, I just want you to know that I'm a huge fan and, and the best and Prince is great and I had diamonds and pearls and blah 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 <laughs> and I was like such an idiot with her um, <laughs> and uh, she uh, the only thing because I asked her about stuff and who was she she was Pearl okay she was Pearl and uh, the only gossip I really got out of her is that she had to dress up everywhere they went, even if they were on a private plane. Like, if they were on a private plane, they, they couldn't just, like, wear sweats. Yeah. They had to wear, like, the outfits that you basically see in the videos. Yeah. Constantly. At all times. That's just Prince's controller. That's Prince's, yeah. yes. I mean, I think, Jolly, yes. Kind of. I think that he does that for, like, I think he did that for everyone in his fans. Like, yeah. no, you wear that the whole time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go out in jeans, ever. <laughs> yeah. God forbid anybody, even before camera phones, God yeah. forbid. Anybody see you exactly. and snap a pick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I saw Prince once. I saw him in 2004 on the Musicology Tour. And I went with my cousin. This was right after I finished college. And we drove to Boston to see him. Mm. And I just, my memory, almost as much as the con- concert itself, is my cousin Matt and I driving to Boston and singing along to Diamonds and Pearls. <laughs> <laughs> like at the top of our lungs. Just two bros singing Diamonds and Pearls. Throwing out to Diamonds and Pearls. Oh, my God. That's great. So I like that. I just find it – I think it's great that you think – that you like Diamonds and Pearls so much. Oh, yeah. Well, I was – I mean, that's the first – I remember watching Prince videos on VH1 and MTV when I was a little kid. But the first memory I have – because I was eight or nine when that album came out, Diamonds and Pearls – and so that's the first memory I have of like a new Prince album coming out. Okay. And like seeing new Prince material. Yeah. Like Cream and Diamonds and Pearls and that stuff. It's a great album. So, yeah, it it's is. It's a great, great album. Uh, we have one more clip. This is another homemade cover. Uh, this is a guy named Tate Sims. He's, uh, he's like, he's played with some like pop acts as a, a session guy or like a concert, like a touring musician. He lives oh, okay. in Germany, but he, he's from, uh, he's from New York. This video only has like a few hundred views, but I found it. This is him doing an alphabet street cover just in his like basement studio. And he did all the instruments on a multi-track and sings <sighs> it just by himself. And it sounds good, but the video's real, real budget. <laughs> 
but it, like no budget. Yeah. He just shot it in his basement, clearly. So when it comes up, I want you to describe what Tate looks like and also what the quote unquote set looks like. Great. I've never this seen this and I love this song, by the way. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is one of my favorites too. So, okay. Okay. I'm going to pause it. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so Tate, what's he wearing? He's wearing oversized white sunglasses. Yeah. Like wear? white frame wayfarers. Yes. Uh, dressed in black with a gold chain yeah. and a uh, backwards baseball backwards cap. cap. Can you see what it says on his? I on, cannot. See it says Tate Sims. It's his own name on the hat. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. And then and he's he, going to be wearing a few different hats throughout the videos, but they all say Tate Sims, but they're different. Colors. That's and what's what's behind him? Behind him is just a basically a towel of uh, like a like a bath towel, like a bath towel, like with, a beach towel, right. With, a black beach towel with the Batman hung logo. askew. Yes, on like a clothesline. It's actually no. You can see in the corners he electric taped it. Oh he oh he, oh it's duct taped up. Yeah okay. he duct taped it's it. Like an officially licensed Batman nineteen eighty nine. Yes, bath towel. So that's the background, and he looks awesome. Yeah, he looks like he he, he looks like George Clinton. Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. Yes, he looks like George Clinton. So he's uh, so this will be um, him singing. Intercut with clips of him. Yeah, sounds like Prince. Just a homemade. Oh, he can sing. Yep. Plays guitar and bass. Oh, and now the guitar. With the, yeah. Still with the towel behind him in a different area, but he just got that. Oh, and then he's slapping the bass. Mm-hmm. With the red, yeah. Wow. He's just recording with Pro Tools in his basement studio having fun. He's just having fun. It's just, this is for him. Yeah. Why does this only have 350 views? It should have way more views. Most than of that. them are me. <laughs> oh, he nailed that. Yep. He nailed that. I mean, he's a professional musician. He's yeah. good. The video is just. It's just, just a no budget. Yeah, he's, yeah. just mess- he's just having fun. This is probably just a Saturday afternoon. He had nothing to do. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have some fun. Yeah, and it's great. Oh, he did a little. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a rap coming up too. Oh, I love it. He needs to do the he cat needs rap. cats to rap, but cats not around. So. What's he gonna do? <laughs> we don't know. Watch. Now, mm-hmm. I'll talk a little bit about this. This happens. Prince has a video for this, mm-hmm. for this song. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's basically as low budget as this. Oh, really? I'm, I'm unaware that there's an official Alphabet there's Street There's an official video. Alphabet Street video, and there's a story behind it. Okay. Which is basically, um, he recorded the album, Alphabet Street. Everyone's real happy with the album. Uh, and he's like... I'm not going to do any videos for it. He's in a real down <laughs> period because I think he'd broken up with Susanna and, yeah. and all that. And he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing any videos. And they're like, do a video for Off of the Streets. Great. And they're like, no. It was like either Christmas, I think it was like Christmas Eve in a snowstorm in Minneapolis. He's like, I'm going to do a video. <laughs> and so he calls up like Warner Brothers. I'm going to do a video. And they're like, great. We'll do it after the holidays. He's like, no, I'm doing it now. I want to do it right now. And they're like, we can't, it's Christmas Eve, we can't do anything. Yeah. So basically the whole video is shot in front of like a green screen with him and Kat and they did it at a local cable access Minneapolis studio <laughs> in like an hour. Yeah. And then they, so it's just basically him and Kat 
and they do a, a fake car that uh, my daddy's Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and in the background is all just like scrolling of like flowers and hearts and like scribblings. And at one point, what goes by is "Don't buy the Black Album," and um, <laughs> all this weird. And it looks like it was made for like two fifty. Yeah, yeah. And it's just and they're like, that, did they put that on MTV? They did for very briefly. I definitely have never yeah. seen that. And you're just like. They actually played it during the whole VH1 marathon of Prince and stuff. And yeah. you look at it and you're like, what? It looks like it was made for nothing. And he just, Which again, for his – the amount of control he put over everything, it seems odd that he would do that. I feel like it was one of the things he's like, I'm doing it now. Yeah. I'm going to do it now. Because, again, it. as long as it's his rules. Yes. And his, you know, yeah. will. Yeah. Then, then it's then, fine. Yeah. Then yes. it's fine. But it is you. If the I, I'm sure you can't even find it now. But it was. It's just a cheap, cheap looking video. <laughs> it doesn't even look like he's happy doing it. Well, Tate, Tate Sims is definitely happy doing yes, it. Yes, he's ecstatic. Oh, he's doing a little bass break. Mm-hmm. Oh, now he's outside. Because mm-hmm. he's going to play a different character now. Now he's going to be uh, cat, so he has, needs a different setting. Yeah, makes sense. So he's in the backyard, and there's a fence behind him, and he's just. He's in like his grill pit or something. <laughs> oh, it's great. Like he's he's lip syncing to his own track. Yes. He he's the sole performer here. It's impressive. It's good. And, and listen, he's a better rapper than Cat. Cat was she's a dancer. Like, I want to hang out with Tate Sims. He's cool. like wicked fun. Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He's just killing that bass. It just seems like what, like, if your dad was a musician, <laughs> yeah. is what he would he's do. He's going to do something. Bored on the weekend. Yeah, he's like, like, I'm just going to do this because I got nothing to do. And... <laughs> and, like, if it was your dad, you'd be pretty embarrassed if your friends found this. But for me and you. This oh, is, no. I'm like, yeah, we get, like, this is, Tate did this for us. Yeah. We aspire to this. <laughs> We're like, we could, God, if we had talent, we could do this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, he's having too much fun. It's great. Yeah. Like, this just makes me happy. Yeah. This is just a guy doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like... And I'm also, a, if you if you see when it was posted, this he posted this on May 17th last year, so... Oh, yeah. It was it, like a it was, month after... It was less... Yeah, less than a month, month after Prince yeah. died, so this is clearly like, I'm going to do a tribute to Yeah. Prince. And it's great, too, because he picked, like, a happy song. Yeah. Not a not a big hit. Well, but also, by the way, the the, the previous video, the, the Acoustic Guitar Girl, posted around the same time, so she was clearly doing the same yes. type of thing. Two very different approaches to their Prince trip. Yes. Yeah. Two very, very but different. both equally excellent in mind. Both equally fitting. Yes. Oh, he's playing keyboards, too. Yeah. He's like Prince. He can do all the instruments. Yeah. He's just, like, a pro, like, kind of session guy. Oh, my God. He's killing it. He's just clowning in front of that Batman tower. Oh, and this is thank you, Prince. And it has a picture of Prince. That's that's from the video. Oh, that's from the original video. That that still was from the video. So Tate Sims knows what's up. Yes. Uh, It's a fitting way to end. Yep, that's it. Uh, That'll do it for our Prince tribute I would pop uh, for you. Almost on the anniversary of his death. Very close. We'll, we, you and I would talk about Prince 
literally anytime. Anytime someone wants to ask us. Yeah. If you ever send us a note and ask us about Prince, we will respond. Yes. And please do send us a note. You can email us at musicraygun at gmail.com. Go to musicraygun.com slash playlist to uh, watch uh, any of these videos uh, on YouTube. We have the playlist set up so you can watch Tate Sims or any <laughs> yeah. of the other or, or who or hoo-ha yes. or any of the other videos that we talked about. Um, follow us on Twitter at Music Raygun, uh, Facebook.com slash Music Raygun. Uh, and if you want to follow Kirk on social media, Kirk, what's your social media? I forgot I, it. Okay, your Twitter is <laughs> at I wish I liked Flan. At I wish I liked Flan. 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 At I wish I liked Flan. I'm old. I'm sorry. It's uh, <laughs> terrible. God, I suck. Uh, it's, it's at <laughs> I wish I liked Flan. Sorry, I put you on the spot. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> it's at I wish I liked Flan. Okay, I'm at Paul Champanelli on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, etc. everywhere. Um, and that's that'll do it for yeah. the first episode of Music Ray Gun. Um, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>